UNESCO Green Citizens, Citizens in Action for the Planet. A podcast by Aurélie Luno and Thomas Duterte. Nadit, Learning in the Desert. With our Green Citizen Victoria Kedding, Director of the Nadit Environmental Education Centre and Specialist of Education for Sustainable Development, Bernard Combes. I'm currently in the Namib Desert on the Namibrent Nature Reserve, and I'm getting ready to go on a dune walk this morning. We have a group of teachers that are coming with us, and we're very excited to look for many of the different small animals that we think we can find. Last night, I heard the sound of a barking gecko. It goes something like this. So we are hoping that this morning we are going to find this very small reptile to see if we can maybe see its burrow where it is living. Other animals that we are hoping for are the chemsbok, a springbok, maybe we will even see some zebras, and mostly we are also going to see some birds and many small insects like the tuktuki. I think my participants are very excited. They're waiting for me now outside of our center. Wish me luck. We're in Namibia, in Southwest Africa, a jewel of biodiversity. Its plethora of incredible landscapes includes the desert of Namib, one of the oldest on Earth. Nadit Center is in, in the middle of the sand dunes. It's a beautiful reddish colored sand. The dunes are actually a living desert. We have the famous camel thorn tree. Uh, so we are not in a desert that is completely empty. It is actually full of small animal life, of insects, birds. There's also oryx and springbok. And the dunes around us have a beautiful red color. retaining a lot of moisture in order to survive the dry season. And there are many very small animals, uh, insects like beetles, other animals like scorpions, spiders, are not found in many other places in the world. The beginning of the project really came with my own experiences of teaching environmental education to school children. Uh, and interestingly enough, we have now spoken about the biodiversity of Namibia. And I was working for a project that was mainly focused on teaching children about the importance of protecting that biodiversity. And many of the children, they continued to ask me why I wasn't also teaching them about saving water or about recycling um, or about the issues around deforestation. And this was about 25 years ago. And I felt that I was teaching that, but 
I wasn't actually practicing it. It doesn't make sense to tell children that we should protect the environment or protect trees and not actually give real solutions for this. And so this idea came together with the opportunity to start Nadit Center on the Namibrent Nature Reserve in the desert. Um, and it was a perfect location because of the, although it being a desert and difficult to live in, it does have the uh, sunshine every day, very little rain. So we could build an environmental education center that fully uses solar, not just for electricity, but also for cooking. And, and so this is really the combination of a beautiful location to inspire a love for nature together with having a center that practices what it teaches. So one example is the solar cooking. So everything we do at Nadit Center for food preparation, the participants, the school children, they help to make the food themselves using solar cookers and solar ovens. Uh, but then during the other times of the day, we also learn about how does solar energy actually work. So we have different experiments to demonstrate how they work. Um, and then we also look at, well, how is it that the biodiversity in the desert is adapted to these harsh conditions and how do they use the, the energy, basically, of the sun? And a very good example of that is there's a, a small beetle. It's called the Toktoki beetle. And one of them, it produces a white, waxy layer in order to reflect the heat of the sun or the heat of the the sunlight. Um, however, in the mornings when it is still cooler or in the winter months, this Toktoki beetle, it actually doesn't create this waxy layer as much as it does in the hot middle of the day in the summertime. Children, they all live in small bungalows together uh, where you have, we have six different bungalows. There are eight children that live in each one of these bungalow houses. Uh, and they share a bathroom together that has a bucket shower. And they are then given a certain amount of water that they can use. And so one of the activities that we do daily is to measure using water meters how much water each group has actually used. And this is a little bit of a competition. Um, there's never a time when they don't have enough water. But the idea is to learn how can you use less water to still achieve the same thing. We also have many activities with the desert. So we go on um, a walk through the dunes where we look for other animals and plants that we may not see directly at the center. We also set out little uh, traps in the dunes at nighttime so that we can see which animals are walking around at night, especially there are some nocturnal geckos and scorpions that are active that we otherwise cannot see. And one of the favorites is also the gerbil um, that is jumping around. Of course, all of these animals, we release them again 
once we have looked at them and we have identified them. And the Deet Center is the educational core of the International Dark Sky Reserve on Namibrent Nature Reserve. The, the night sky in Namibia, but especially where we are in the desert, is extremely dark. And many children that are, even though Namibia still does not have much light pollution, there's a big difference between living in town and then coming to such an area where you can see the Milky Way and the night sky in such a clear way, and there are so many stars. I believe this is one of the times that I've enjoyed so much, is being able to sit and watch the night sky with children, and hearing also from them the stories that they've been told from their uh, grandparents or their parents in the village, where you also have such a nice sky. But to also be able to share with them you know, about things that they haven't really understood before. You know, what's the difference between a star and a planet and knowing what the Milky Way is um, and that, you know, we are in this galaxy. It gives, I think, an opportunity for us also to speak about how we as people, um, you know, we sometimes think that we are the most important thing um, on this planet, but actually we are just this very small um, person on this planet within this large galaxy. This Nadit project sets a wonderful example. It takes people out of their usual everyday context and places them in the middle of the desert to learn about the environment and sustainable development. Everyone can come here, from elementary students to ministerial staff. Most of the programs, which last several days, involve organizing the participants into teams to teach them how to collaborate to save on water and energy consumption. Bernard Combe is a specialist of education for sustainable development with UNESCO. Educating people in sustainable development equates to teaching them about complexity, about things that are constantly changing. It's not so much a question of training or educating people in content, but more about teaching them to adapt or adopt the right reactions or abilities. Sometimes we're told that we need innovation in our lives. This is not true. It's more a question of reconnecting with things that have been around for thousands of years and that work perfectly well. We simply need to keep them the way they are, which is why we see education in sustainable development as an asset for every one of us, regardless of age. It's not limited to school. It's not all over once we've graduated. It's a way of getting people to discuss it, to move forward, and to recognize that there are other ways of learning. To paraphrase my patron saint, Bernard of Clairvaux, you will find more lessons in the woods than in books. Trees and stones will teach you what you cannot learn from masters. This aligns perfectly with what we do, 
Reconnecting with nature, the environment, is an essential part of this approach. If we don't know what it's about, we're not going to feel the need to protect it. I believe you haven't yet had the privilege of visiting the Namib Desert, where Nadit is located. Is it a dream of yours to be able to feel this almost spiritual presence in the desert that people talk about? Oui, tout à fait. <laughs> Pouvoir aussi voir les voir les étoiles, euh, la croix du sud. Yes, absolutely. I'd also love to be able to see the stars and the Southern Cross. It's one of the places I'd most like to visit. The desert has always drawn people to it. It's a source of inspiration while being conceived of as hostile. The Nadit Center illustrates to us that hostility can contain an element of positivity. So yes, to answer your question, it's definitely a place I'd love to visit. Maybe Nadit's success is due to its desert location. I think so. Certain places, certain territories, have this element of attraction. Some mountains have this attribute. Some parts of various oceans have it too. Anywhere that has a mysterious quality to it, you might say. Places where we're alone, isolated from the rest of the world. Places that lend themselves to pondering over life in a different way. I spent some of my childhood in India, so I'd see snakes, even at school. I also lived in Singapore as a child. There was a crocodile farm right next to my French school, so I've been around nature for a long time, and I've always been interested in environmental education. It was part of your daily life at the time? Yes, it was especially when we lived in Singapore, because we lived very close to the jungle. I would explore this biosphere on a daily basis. You've been listening to UNESCO Green Citizens, a podcast by Aurélie Luneau, directed by Thomas Duterte and Marie-Laure Ciboulet, produced by Studio Radio France in conjunction with UNESCO and Cloran Botanical Foundation. Voiced by Dario Costa and Hester Wilcox, translation Nikki Becker, sound recording Elise Leu and Dauphin Guéride, mix Pierrick Charles.